Doggy. Saddle up, little ponies. <laughs> Saddle on up now, little doggies. Monday morning. Monday morning. It's the come up. Mm-hmm. Trinity Infinity back at it again. I thought it was going to be the Zelda one again, but I'm glad it's not. <laughs> you told me this thing was great, but I didn't realize. Monday just got upgraded. Wow. <laughs> Monday's just got upgraded. <laughs> yeah, this is Plinky the Pink Keyboard. <laughs> and I'm so excited to have him on this show, finally. I don't know why I was resisting his presence. He's obviously what we needed. Mm. Um, and I got Leslie out of here, who is a little bit more of a serious tone. And it's a she. I mean, this is a he, even though it's pink. And the white one's a she. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this one is gender non-binary. Yeah. <laughs> this is a modern keyboard. Yeah, this is a modern <laughs> keyboard. Um, it'll I love his name, Plinky. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, I mean, here, let me do. I mean, this is just this is just the regular piano sounds I have. Yeah, that's it. That's as Plinky as it comes. <laughs> I've been trying to write music in my apartment with this. You know what I mean? No, I it's know. It's really taking the music in a weird direction. You know that yeah. I'm like it's good for maybe some stuff, but. It's good for ween. It's good. <laughs> I was just thinking like it'd be great for ween. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, it's doing me justice, but um yeah, I'm really excited about Plinky. Wow. There's there's over 600 things that I'm going to conjure up and debut with Plinky. 600 got, things. 350. <laughs> yeah, magical timbers and some rhythms. Oh man. Yeah, our shit just got upgraded. It's Monday. Imagine imagine um being this excited on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> like well, when you have Plinky the Pinky Board in your life, yeah, it's hard not yeah, to Yeah, no, you know it's, I mean? it's fun because we're, we're like, we're creating this new realm where it's like we get excited every day. But in my life, it's never been like this. Yeah. yeah. Anytime, anytime Monday has been a Monday for me, where yeah. meaning I have to actually go to school or go yeah. to work or something. Yeah. It's the fucking worst. Not <laughs> only is it the worst, Sunday's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about it. Yeah. I haven't oh been on a Monday hard schedule for like ever. Because yeah, the first job I got was like I was dancing, you know, mm. so I wasn't ever on a nine to five schedule. So Mondays have always been my weekend, really, because I usually work during the weekend and then I have Monday to yeah. get out there and stuff. So I've been able to shed some of my Monday morning blues or whatever. But mm. um, yeah, the night before, ten, yeah, night before tattoo, night before anything you have to do. Oh, God, it's know? the worst. Why is it that you can't sleep when you need to do something? Why is it that it's like 10 times harder to sleep when you need to show up the next day? And, and it's always when you need to sleep the most because you yeah. need to process things. Fuck. Like you're trying to stay up because your brain needs to process things. But the only way that you can process things is really sleep. Yeah. God damn. Some of the most stressful times in my life are just laying there in bed knowing like, and you do the classic thing. You're like, I'm about to get only four hours. Of sleep. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to get only three hours. Like, I'm about to not sleep and try to conquer <laughs> this important thing i have to do it's fucking insane totally it really is like the cure-all to like when you're mad and spun out like if you go to sleep like that's the way that it's gonna get worked out you think so absolutely one trillion million percent that's my best advice for life really when you're spun out and shit go to sleep wow if you can get down like that get down like that wow i think it's partly probably because time heals you know 
is it like the passage of time? You're like a little distant, more distant from this thing that's... I think, yeah, I think the only real measurement of time is sleep. Like, I think that's the most interesting conversation around time is the fact that sleep is actually our most solidified fulcrum of like the passing of time. Um, But yeah, I think that like on top of processing all this subconscious stuff that's behind the veil that's stressing you out when you're awake that you can finally like see and address when you're asleep, I think... There are lots of like pantomimes and dramas that you're playing out in your sleep to conquer your fears and to process things that, again, like you don't mm. have enough space for during the day. Wow. Um, Jeez. Yeah. So I think, it, yeah, I think it's the cure. And obviously it's such a, it's one of the most impossible things to even comprehend doing when you're mad. You I know. know. It's impossible to get me down when I'm mad, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. but, but if you can, if you do have that switch, you don't have to like use drugs to get yourself down. That's like, yeah, that's, oh, that's my, my natural. I'm like, I'll just. I'll see you on the other side. I'm just going to go hide in the bedroom. And Oh, like, yeah. Kaz is a great yeah, sleeper. You know. Sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm fucking jealous of that yeah. quality in particular. He'll wake we, up and be like, we went to bed last night and I didn't sleep at all. And what would you expect? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd sleep. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole like, don't go to bed mad. I'm like, whatever. Go to bed mad. Like, you're not mm. going to work it out until you sleep. So, yeah. <laughs> Totally. Do you do dream work? Do you like go to sleep trying to work something out in the dream and then wake up and be like, all right. Um, I went through a period of trying to do really intentional dream work when I was having a ton of um, lucid dreams, like controlling dreams. Like I would go to sleep and I want to go back to the same place Mm. specifically in a dream or, you know, I'd want to go back and fly and levitate. I have this one dream. Have you guys ever heard about dream time dreams and like aboriginal cultures? No concept of it. Um, okay, so separate from Western society, which really happened around when literature split between like fiction and nonfiction, we have this whole distinction between like sleep reality and non-sleep reality and fantasy and yada yada yada. But in a lot of like tribal, specifically Australian, but yeah, Aboriginal cultures, um, dreaming is reality, and there's no separation between the two of them. And the shaman of the group is somebody who has what's called dream time dreams, which are supposed to be experienced as, I guess, a more visceral um, or intense experience of a dream that they perceive as actually like dimension hopping. Like some dreams Mm -hmm. are just dreams where you are just like working out different fears and stuff, but some dreams are like you're actually embodying a different incarnation or whatever. And those people that had them would be designated shamans and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like I've had some dream time dreams in my life, not too many of them, but they're so different than my other dreams. It's really made me question. Yeah. Um, And I had this one right before I learned about all this, which also like bolstered my belief in its its fantastical (laughs) magicalness. Um, but yeah, so I was in, I was staying at my parents' house for one night in Texas when I went down and took a road trip. I was supposed to stay there for a couple nights, but we ended up having like the craziest fight of our, like always, always just fighting, whatever. I ended up sleeping there. I thought about just like walking out and going to a friend's house, but I was like, fuck it. I'll deal with it. I'll sleep here. And I'm in the bedroom I was in growing up and I'm in this bed and I'm going in and out of this dream where I'm like, I'm waking up in my, this bed in Houston and I'm waking up in this bed in a dream. And in a dream, I'm in a house and I can tell I'm in somebody's guest bedroom. I just have that feeling like I know it's not my house. I, the room is clearly not very decorated. Um, and so it's like brown. There's like ugly brown wallpaper, maybe from like the 70s or 80s or something. And I wake up in this dream. I'm in this bed and something pulls me out of bed by my foot, but there's nothing in the room. Like I just feel like I'm slightly getting dragged off of the bed. Mm. And as I'm getting dragged off of the bed, I start to levitate a little bit too. So I'm like raising off of the bed. 
I'm like, what the fuck? And then every time I'm like, what the fuck? It like drops me and I'm back in the bed. And then I keep having this thing where I'm like waking up there, waking up in Houston. Um, and then finally it's pulling me and I'm lifting up and I, uh, I like kick. And as soon as I sort of have an aggressive feeling and fight back, I get tossed against the wall. And um, this thing, anytime that I think thoughts of overpowering it, or also that it's not there anymore. Anytime I have this thought of like, oh, it's, it's finally gone. It reminds me it's there and it overpowers me. And then anytime I question like, oh, I'll be able to overpower it, it overpowers me. So it was this presence that wanted to be known. It needed me to know that it was more powerful than me and it wasn't going away. Wow. Mm. Um, and so I'm thinking all these things. And we're obviously psychically um, connected and it, it's hearing what I'm thinking. Because I'm not saying this out loud in the dream. I'm just thinking things and it's responding to what I'm thinking. And so I think more things and more questions so it can respond to me. And I'm standing on the scene and I'm levitating. And the other reason why I want to go back in the streets and I'm levitating. Yeah, that's you know? fun. That's good, clean like, bring fun. Bring me back there, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I can get abused if I have superpowers. I'll take that. I'll take the good with the bad in the yeah. streets. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I'm thinking to myself, what, like, is this air? Is this like a ball of air? Like, what the fuck is this thing throwing me around this room? Is that a form? And I'm standing on top of the ceiling and I feel two hands wrap around my ankles and they're really big and the fingers are longer than human hands and they're like incredibly strong. And I can't distinguish between their them being hot or warm. It feels like they're kind of cold. I mean, a uh, cold or warm. It feels like they're kind of cold, but it feels like there's blood under them, you know, almost like, you know, lizard-like or something. But I remember reaching down. I can't see the hands, but I could feel them distinctly, every single finger on my ankles. And they're, they're so strong and they're so form and feeling them and feeling the outer skin of the hands and it being rough and being like, oh, so it does have form. I'm just not seeing it. Mm. But it was constantly responding to the things that I was asking, you know. What the fuck? Yeah. And, um, so visceral, so real, so lucid. Like I was con controlling everything that was happening, at least on from, you know, my part in that dream. I couldn't control the entity. Um, but I think four or five separate times in that night, I woke up in the same dream and I really wanted to. Mm. And I kept wanting to and then I stopped being able to. And then I think maybe the night after I was able to go there again, but I haven't been able to go back since. And that's been one of the dreams that I consciously all the time, I'm like, bring me back there. Damn. Like I want to live that life again. I feel like I was like some sort of like entity hunter in that reality, you yeah. know, and I could, like <laughs> levitate and like I don't Damn. know. Somebody, like somebody was like recruiting me in to like get rid of something in their house or I don't know what it was. Damn. It's a fun dream. I'd like to go back. Um, but sometimes parts of me thinks that's like a dream time dream. Why did was I talking about dream time dreams? We were just talking about dreams. It's crazy because someone just wrote to me saying y'all were in my dream last night, and I was <laughs> and I and I the only thing I could think to write back was like we need to talk about that more. On, yeah. on the show like yeah. we need to talk about what dreams are yeah. and you know what all this stuff and I'm, sh I'm sure we'll get more into it or whatever but it's just funny because I think you stole that out of my head because I was like next show we need to address that uh yeah, we pop up in your dreams, and I'm sorry <laughs> if we're weird or anything. But she, if she said we were cool, she was like, the reason I knew it was y'all is because you were so fucking chill. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Man. That's awesome. That's yeah, good. we all have the like moon in the twelfth house, like behind the veil psychic placement. So I definitely feel like we're in lots of people's dreams. Mm. Lots, lots of Let us know. Serial play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do the work down there or yeah, up there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want more dreams when I love when I'm where I'm levitating. I want more lucid dreams there's nothing quite like it because yeah. it's like it's, it's like reality unimpeded you know it's the immediate manifestation there's no time in between the things that you want and them appearing you know? yeah mm. i want more dreams where i spend time with people that uh aren't here anymore yeah or maybe i never knew to begin with mm -hmm. you know if i get to see my sister in there or or my grandparents or or jerry yeah. You know, it's it's cool or George Harrison or something. That, you know, these are all people I've come across. And uh, but, man, it's such a pleasure to get to spend time with them. 
you know, even in that world. Even Zac Efron. Zac Efron's been in my dreams, uh, you know, ever since I first knew about him. (laughs) 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 No, the the reason we have to bring up Zac Efron on this beautiful Monday is because today's his birthday. Today's his 33rd birthday. He's entering his Jesus year. Happy birthday, Zac. Zac Efron, our our favorite, you know. If I'm ever going to. We'll watch any movie that's accent. Look, if I'm ever going to lose cast to anyone, it's going to be Zac Efron. If I'm ever going to lose merit to anyone, it's going to be Jason Mimosa. (laughs) (laughs) Who I've never expressed interest in, but just. (laughs) I just know he's a Hawaiian. (laughs) He's a Hawaiian dreamboat. What man wouldn't want to look like that with like long hair and like just beautiful pecs and like huge? I assume he's like 6'7 or some shit, like 380 pounds. It's all pure muscle. (laughs) It's a lot of man meat. Yeah. Speaking of man meat, you got contacts. Yeah, I'm Just wearing them right even now. more of a heartbreaker. Yeah, I want to be yeah. a fucking heartthrob I in this know. life. <laughs> you know, Joey suggested it. And, you know, yeah. I don't know. I think many people haven't really uh, said anything about my looks in my life. And he was like, you know, a way to take it up a notch is uh, to get contacts. And I was like, all right, I'll try it. So today's my first day with him. I think it's a game changer, especially going into winter where you end up having like... Things can get a little foggy. Especially if we're wearing masks. Like, that was the worst part of this oh. fucking pandemic is wearing masks all the time. I'm just living my life literally in a fog. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm like, I take my glasses off. I can't oh, see. I put hilarious. them on. I can't see. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. But yeah. Yeah. Zach Efron. You know, support this guy. <laughs> he's he's great. You know, uh, he's a little unrecognizable these days. He did something. I don't know. But speaking of changing up your look, I don't know who convinced this guy he needed to do something, but he did something to his jaw. It looks like he has a fake jaw in there or something. Yeah, I guess he can be a good lead into comparison, like the, yeah, corrosiveness of comparison. Because fuck, yeah, like no matter how hot you are, you get in the public eye and you just like, you can't help yourself. Who is he trying to, who is he comparing himself to? Obviously somebody like you with an amazing chin and he's like, God, fuck my chin. Like I I need a better chin. (laughs) No, it's it's like Sean's out here like this with dimple and shit. Just fucking looking great. Yeah, Yeah, I really don't want to throw shade at him, but I do feel like he, did change his look in a way that doesn't really match his voice anymore because he maybe was like oh in order to get the leading man role i need a different bone structure look you know what i mean but he's always a heartthrob to me and going into his 33rd year that's like a year of uh you know they call it the jesus year yeah so he's so young he's so young i mean you're 33 too also peak zach efron now that i think about it like his peak his hottest, you know, his funniest, his, everything was firing on all cylinders. That movie Neighbors with Seth Rogen. Exactly. He looks fucking great in that thing. He rips his shirt off. Everybody, everybody loves it. Yeah. Um, can I read the Master's Teachers 30, number 33 for uh, Zach Efron? And yourself. You're in your fucking Jesus yeah, year. Let's not forget that. You and know? also I think it's a I good thing. I was just about to be like. You know who I like a lot more than Zac Efron, who I'd love to talk about so much more than Zac Efron? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I think this is a good to read for a Monday because, you know, it's like supposedly your master year. It's the year Jesus was crucified. R.I.P. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me say that. Read this. Okay. Whatever you desire in life can be created, but only if you're willing to do the necessary work. That means no shortcuts, no bypasses, and no free lunches. The only path to success is discipline and consistency. Fortunately, your master teachers are present, helping you develop a heartfelt and mature work ethic by organizing and becoming 
practical in your approach to achieving your goals. Examine your heart and be willing to do what it tells you, whatever it takes to reach your aims. If you don't know what you must do, then learn. Seek out the help of mentors and guides who specialize in your field of interest. Study and learn with an open heart and mind, and set your standards high. Your master teacher reminds you, mastery in any area only comes from demanding nothing less than the best from yourself. Mm. How's the journey in? Oh, that's good. Aho, amen, I, whoop, whoop. Ay, that's how we close our prayers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're borrowing one from, you know, yeah. everything. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, I think it's also good for, we got Ari- an Aries moon today. Shout out to the moon on Monday. Shout out to the moon. RIP Jesus. Happy birthday, Zach Efron. This has been Monday with the Trinity Infinity. This is the come up. Support us on Patreon, goddammit. We put a lot of free content out into the world. Get on our Patreon. There's a lot more content on there. Radio shows, podcasts, a bunch of other shit. Pay what you want patreon.com slash church or chill thanks for joining us y'all yeah peace love and magic yeah